0: What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the final NFL 2023 season preview before we start breaking down the weekly slate. It's the host of this Outkick Bets shindig, Jeff Clark, and I got the homie Dan Z here to help me break down uh, the NFL 2023 season. What's up, Dan?
1: I was hoping you'd refer to this as our podcast, as you did uh, during one of our editorial calls. So as I look through the outkick bets feed and it looks
0: like it's pretty much just me. Yeah. I got the uh, (laughs) freelance dude, David Troy on to help me break down NBA games. And he's done weekly slates in the NFL when you've taken off weeks, but um, I'm big into golf. We're both big into into golf and football. So um, you're definitely not doing that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. You're definitely my first guest. Uh, first guest choice when it comes to NFL and, and golf handicapping, NBA. No, that's not your bag. Um, you get into college basketball though around in March Madness, and I know you were on that. You did. you did that podcast last year with me, so that's right. It's, uh, expecting that to be the same flow this year. Mostly you here on the weekly slates in the NFL, um, pending your schedule. I'll circle and uh, or I'll, I'll loop in David Troy when it is necessary, but. You helped me cover um, all eight NFL divisions thus far. So, I'm just going to only... brag
1: about my record real quick. Just so I want to make sure that people understand my credentials because you kind of called me out um, again over a public but private channel amongst the outkick people. If you want to go ahead and explain your position there,
0: you for, like, yeah, I would love to. You forced my hand. You called <laughs> yourself the number one gambling expert. <laughs> I'm just I say gambling in, slash fantasy. Y- yeah, if but you combine them both, you don't first. even play fantasy. That that's true. I don't publicly play fantasy. I I, I have a whole, uh, a league with my friends that I'm in, but like my regular season
1: record last year was 62 percent, 41 and 25 last NFL regular season, 62 percent,
0: very impressive. And I very impressive. And I've given nobody you credit hit 60 percent plus in the NFL, but. When you're in internal chats calling yourself the gambling expert and how <laughs> the gambling uh, full time writer, I got I feel like I gotta say something. Is that fair? fair? All right, cool.
1: It is, but like, you know, I mean I was only taking one sport. I mean you're my point is you're spread a little thin. You know, how could you be an NFL expert? You're over here, you gotta bet on the NBA, you gotta bet on college basketball, you gotta bet on golf. You can't focus the attention that I focus on specifically on this league you're doing college football picks
0: yeah but my whole job is gambling content and you do culture you do a bunch of different things so i can make the same argument that you're spread thin when it comes to like content or just your you i know, mean go look at my
1: byline man anyone on here outkick.com slash author slash dan zaksheski it's it's almost all nfl and I've previewed every single—actually, this week I'll be finishing up having previewed all 32 NFL teams.
0: I consider you predominantly an NFL analyst at OutKick, but you you do cover ESPN stuff. And again, there are some culture topics you, you'll you'll touch on from time to time. Whereas I'm pretty much none of that. I'm, I'm mostly only betting. I think I have like five or six bylines that are non-betting, one of which is me getting kicked off of Twitter. You know, so I don't I don't, don't really worry. I don't really stray too far away from my lane. I'm I'm you pretty... did get
1: kicked off of Twitter, but you are on X.
0: I am yeah, 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 yeah. Thank uh thank to uh, the managing editor for helping me get back on. Well, the connections he had. Um but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to again just finalize our NFL twenty twenty three season preview and just our thoughts in during the season. So we're gonna cover um the, the our picks to make the playoffs in both conferences, our picks to represent the conferences in the Super Bowl, and then obviously our Super Bowl winner, but first we're going to start with our individual awards. Now most of the stuff for me is just picks. Um, I have a few names underneath my picks to, to just bounce off of you. People I think that could have value. Maybe you disagree and you can kind of help me uh, iron out my thoughts and some of that. So Obviously, yeah, let's we'll...
1: iron out the fact that DraftKings has not updated Trey Lance's uh, MVP odds. The third-string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is 50 to 1 to win NFL MVP.
0: I saw that yeah, 10 minutes ago and it's it's outrageous. <laughs> Why is that even still on the board? I don't know. Um he's also He's the same
1: odds as Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett,
0: like guys who are starting quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got better odds than a lot of starting quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, he's way ahead of Matthew Stafford, which is insane. Way ahead of Garoppolo, also insane.
0: Is he yeah, definitely I'm, second on the Dallas Cowboys' quarterback depth chart? I don't. Like Cooper cruz No, Cooper I said was four and one last third. year. Yeah. he's third.
1: He's a third string quarterback. He's probably not. Not. He's not going to be active in Week One. He's gonna be like the emergency third quarterback, but I don't think he's gonna be active.
0: No, yeah, I I hope this is the last time we talk about Trey Lance because I don't have this him factoring into the season see
1: him on the board at <laughs> yeah.
0: all. It's crazy though. Um, my NFL MVP pick for this season again, not a bet. I'll go Josh Allen uh, plus eight fifty. I kind of look at the Buffalo Bills as almost like the modern-day Indianapolis Colts. You know, like, I, I, obviously, Josh Allen does different things than Peyton Manning, but the Buffalo Bills are going to kind of rise and fall based on how good Josh Allen is. I think he's worth 10 wins alone, um, and he's almost always has a 40-touchdown um, potential for a season. So
1: Yeah, and I think one thing that hurt Josh Allen in the past that helps him this year is that the Bills were, at least over the last couple of years, far and away the favorites to win the AFC East. So them winning the AFC East was not really a notch in his his cap. But now that Rodgers and the Jets are there, and there's legitimately competition, I think that helps his chances of winning MVP, especially if he outplays Rodgers to win the AFC East. I think, you know, we talk about this all the time. When it comes to awards, narratives matter. Narratives and numbers matter a lot when it comes to awards. And... Winning the AFC East with Rodgers in the division, like I said, especially if he outplays Rodgers, and super especially if he significantly outplays Rodgers to win the division, I think that actually helps him in the narrative department, which is something he didn't really have because, you know, the Dolphins kind of got good last year, but the Patriots have been meh since Tom Brady left. The Jets have stunk for the most part. So I think that actually hurt his uh, ability to win the award, whereas uh, I think that's actually in his favor this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his path to winning is the 13-4 and four season for the Bills, winning the AFC, AFC East, probably going in as the one seed in the AFC, him having 35 touchdowns, single-digit interceptions, and adding 7-10 to 10 rushing touchdowns, all of which is very, very possible, in my opinion.
1: And keeping Stephon Diggs happy. If he can keep Stephon Diggs from having any problems where we're writing about it throughout the year, I actually think that should factor in as well.
0: Oh, yeah. S- <laughs> Stephon Diggs is kind of a powder keg, but he's also going to help not Josh Allen. Not when they're
1: Allen. winning and not when the ball's getting in his hands. So that's the key.
0: Right. I mean, if you think Josh Allen, we'll talk about this in a second. Um cuz you just kind of made me think about maybe offensive player of the year look for Stephon Diggs. I mean,
1: I was I think I think so too, but if that like there's no way you can't have both you're not going to have Josh Allen win MVP and Stefan Diggs win offensive player of the year because the voters will determine that one was more important than the other. You know what I mean? Like it's really hard for a quarterback to win the MVP and the receiver to win Offensive player of the year. Cause you're essentially admitting that the quarterback benefited from the best pl- offensive player.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. But it also, it's shocking how, how often there is a difference between offensive player and MVP
1: I look at Offensive Player of the Year as, like, we're just going to, like, the MVP is, for all intents and purposes, a quarterback award. And I think people have sort of decided, like, look, this is going to a quarterback. Because yeah. it's nearly impossible to be the most valuable player in the league and not be a quarterback, just with the way the modern NFL is set up. So, to me, I look at Offensive Player of the Year and it's like, hey, I mean, yes, quarterbacks can win Offensive Player of the Year, but, like, it's a non, it's essentially like, he here's the best non-quarterback.
0: Well, I'm going to say this again in a few minutes, but three of the last four offensive player of the years have been wide receiver, and I think the trend of the the league is going towards that. Like last year, I think Pat Mahomes, I mean, he won the MVP, but Justin Jefferson won offensive player of the year, and yeah. no one argued with either, nor nor should they.
1: Again, that's I think we've made that distinction that like this one's for quarterbacks, this one's not.
0: Yeah. Um, other names that I have on the list: Trevor Lawrence. I already wrote a pretty lengthy write-up. Uh, um, Handicap for that earlier this summer, as we talked about in the AFC South preview. I've I've cooled on that, but he was the hottest quarterback in the NFL at the end of the last regular season. Um, I don't think Jacksonville's defense is very good, so he's going to have to put up some numbers. Um, I do see a path to to him winning the MVP, but I'm not as hot on that one as as um, earlier this summer. And the other name is is Matthew Stafford because I do like the Rams a lot this year. Um, I think they could have a bounce back season. He's plus six thousand. He had a—I don't want to say sneaky good, but he, he played, I think, a lot better in twenty twenty one than people realize. You know, he threw forty one touchdowns. Lambs. Yeah, crazy. He threw forty one touchdowns in twenty twenty one, and and was obviously a big reason why Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year that year. So, if uh, I think I think the Rams. Obviously, could surprise if they if they win that division or, or go any further, and he would yeah, have to have I, a big number or a big I think season. The,
1: that's the big problem for Stafford is is Cooper Cup, and again, he wasn't going to win MVP in a year where Cup won Offensive Player of the Year.
0: No, it's true. Then,
1: I, in order for him to put up those numbers, Cup's going to have to have one of those like fifteen hundred yard, twelve touchdown minimum seasons, and again, I think the voters will take that away. I think that's part of the reason, I mean, look, Mahomes is Mahomes, right? But he also does it with, like, no studs. I mean, he had Tyreek Hill for a while, but then last year he didn't have anyone.
0: Kelsey, yeah.
1: Well, Travis Kelsey, yeah. But for some reason, we don't count Travis Kelsey, like, as that guy, which is also quite interesting, which is why it annoys me, because I like Kirk Cousins, and I think he has the potential to put up the numbers, but all the credit's going to go to Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, the rub the Rams have been more of a stars and scrubs unit in past recent uh, past few seasons, and that's even more true this year. So that's part of my pro Matthew Stafford argument. Again, it's sixty to one. He he, like you said, he's got worse odds than Trey Lance. It's not like it's not like I'm making a life changing bet on that one, or 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 like saying this is uh, a lock. I just I see a world where that could be a good number by the end of the year. Who's, do you have an official pick or a bet you want to give out for the NFL MVP? Yeah,
1: I, I'm going to bet Justin Herbert because I think the Chargers are going to win the AFC West and beating the Chiefs in the AFC West. I think the ball is going to be spread around enough between Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quinton Johnson, while all three of them are are quite talented. The fact that not one of them is really like that elite-level guy won't hurt Herbert. Um, so he's my guy this year, for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't hate that analysis. He has, you know, top three quarterback potential. Plus, Um, the
1: Chargers' defense isn't great. And I look at that, too, as, like, he's going to have to throw a lot to win a lot of games. And so he's definitely going to be able to put up the numbers. So all rolled in together, I think Herbert's the best value on the board, especially that he comes in, you know, behind Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and and Hurts.
0: Yeah, and Chargers are kind of banking on the new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, increasing his and the offense's efficiency. So, yes, I don't hate it. Uh, offensive player of the year, my pick is um, Jamar Chase at eleven to one. Like I already said, last three, of the last four oh, wide receivers. Wait, let me
1: give one other sleeper MVP while we're here. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, and it's mostly thanks to Jeff Clark. But I kind of like Kenny Pickett at fifty to one. If they manage to win a very difficult AFC North, um, I don't think the Steelers have to win 14 games for Kenny Pickett to be MVP. If they won like 11 games and won that division, especially if he played well late, again, another team where he's going to get the majority of the credit because they have good receivers, but they don't have, you know, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, those types, Jamar Chase. So I like Pickett as like a sleeve. Again, I'm not saying Kenny Pickett's going to win MVPs 50 to 1 for a reason, but. Him and Kirk Cousins in that like fifty range I kinda like. Um, although like I said, Herbert is my my official pick.
0: Oh yep. Yeah, you kinda mentioned it. I, I love Kenny Pickett, so I don't hate that pick at all. Um so offensive player of the year, uh my pick here is is the odds uh, I'm not gonna say it, the favorite, not the odds on favorite, the favorite at eleven to one Jamar Chase. I don't
1: feel like you can have an odds-on favorite who has an implied probability of what, like eight percent, nine percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know officially what that term means, but you know, you've kind of made me think about it. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna just throw it around.
1: I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, this is, you know, it, it, like you said, it was pretty much an award for mostly running backs, really. But in, over the last few years, four years really, it's been mostly wide receivers. Three of the last four uh, winners of the Offensive Player of the Year have been wide receivers. Uh, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, I think Henry, and then and then Michael Thomas because he set the NFL regular season reception record. Um, Jamar Chase led uh, the Bengals last year in all receiving categories. I think he missed a few games. Um, he's only getting better if he stays healthy or his numbers could look like Justin Jefferson last year or Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's as good as anyone in the league. So I, I agree with him being the favorite, and he's my pick to win it. Um, not a bet that I'm willing to give out. I have a couple sleepers I want to bounce off of you, but who's your pick to win uh, OPOY.
1: I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey just because I think in a San Francisco offense that lacks a quarterback, um, again, you want to talk about narratives. If San Francisco continues to roll – and you know he has, in his career, gone a thousand a thousand if he goes a thousand a thousand, which I think is absolutely a possibility then i I think he wins it going away,
0: yeah, no beef with that uh that take again, uh, it's
1: health related obviously, but at fifteen to one, like christian McCaffrey, I view as one of the best offensive players in the n f l the entire, but like to me, the is baked into that number. He should be much higher, but but for he could miss eight games. So, um, you know, you're banking on health there. But I, I like McCaffrey at fifteen to one.
0: Uh, a couple of the sleepers that I have: Jalen Hurts. Obviously, we already talked about how it's mostly a wide receiver, running back award, and MVPs usually in a, a quarterback.
1: If it's gonna be a quarterback that wins Offensive Player of the Year, they have to run. Like, that has to be part of it.
0: Yep. He has a 40 touchdown potential. If Philly, if their regular season record regresses and they're 10-7, and 11-6, and, and don't win the NFC East, which I think is possible, um, that might hurt his MVP chances. But he could still go nuts and be a big reason why they won double-digit games and get the award. And, yeah, like you said, you got to – you know, if a quarterback's going to win this, they have to be – Absolute maniac from the pocket, Herbert Burrow, Mahomes. Mahomes, but if you look at the odds, player.
1: like even they, even the odds understand that, like, it usually you have to run because, again, every pass requires someone else, and that's what takes away from the offense. That's why quarterbacks generally kind of don't win offensive player of the year because it's like, again, MVP getting the ball to that guy, but it a pass requires you know, sort of two parties. So if you look at the odds, like Joe Burrow's the only – and he runs a little bit, but if you look at the top four quarterbacks relative for Offensive Player of the Year odds, you've got Justin Fields as the shortest odds, again, because he's going to run for maybe 1,000 yards, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts. Yep. And they're all running guys because, again, that has to be part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Justin Fields overall – but I guess as it relates to this market, since we're here, like he is just way overrated in my opinion. Totally, um, totally agree. Like I could see the argument, and I could see the world in which he does blow up and 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 could take that next step. I just think the odds are just out of whack. Like he should be closer to forty to one. You know, like yeah, him being like him, him and being Josh Allen should be flipped
1: him 10 to one better than even like Jalen hurts or five to one better than Lamar Jackson. Who's been doing what Justin Fields has already done, but is a league MVP is yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I'm with you. And yeah, Josh Allen runs enough that him being at 35 to one actually is a little bit of a value.
0: Yeah. Uh, A couple of the sleepers that I have, I guess Jalen hurts could be a sleeper. Uh, But I had Garrett Wilson. Who's got the same odds as Jalen hurts plus 3000. I just think Rodgers is going to target him like he targeted Devontae Adams. Like, you know, this isn't a hot take. Garrett, Garrett Wilson's a stud. <laughs> I think he's going to kill it re- regardless of how tough the defenses are in the, uh, in the AFC East and how tough Jets' schedule is. I I do think he'll probably get close to 100 receptions, 1,500 yards, double-digit touchdowns. And if he goes over those numbers, he's can he get some closing line value for this number plus three thousand um another name up now there out there saquon barkley 45 to one you know it's black oh christian yeah black christian mccaffrey uh could have that type of production and with all the question marks around the health of the the giants skill position weapons which do include him um the giants are going to need saquon barkley to have a nice year most likely for them to to make the playoffs or continue trending in the direction that they were in last year and in for in Dable's first year. Do you uh have any other sleepers you want to move on?
1: Uh I mean we mentioned Stefan Diggs who I who I yeah. like down the board a little bit. Um I also like AJ Brown quite a bit, even another spot down the board. I think there's a a world where AJ Brown has a huge year and the Eagles could again be easily on top of the nfc um so i like i think that's probably as far as i'm willing to go i'm like i I look at some of these other numbers and i just don't see any value yeah i mean even look at this jonathan taylor is still on the DraftKings. come on i know you're a sponsor but let's get these odds updated jonathan taylor should not be 40 to 1 to win offensive player of the year he might not play this year he's definitely gonna miss four games which is almost an entire like that almost eliminates him anyway. Um, oh yeah, it does. I don't know. I mean, part of me is kind of like, is this the year that like Travis Kelsey finally gets some love, like forty to one?
0: I'm happy you mentioned him because I wrote him up in like a uh, OPOI preview earlier this. Yeah, summer. I think
1: it's possible that like he finally gets that that love and and wins that award. You could like almost almost like voter fatigue. You know, they're kind of tired of putting Mahomes there. Like, do you finally just go, like, all right, we've given Mahomes enough awards, like it's time to give, you know, give Travis Kelsey some love.
0: Yeah, and their wide receiver rooms, you know, worse year over year. And they might need yeah. to throw it to him more and like Andy Reid finished- and Pat Mahomes are so creative at getting him the ball. They're gonna do and it. And he
1: finished sixth last year and he finished fourth uh, three years ago, so it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility. But yeah. yeah, that's a good one.
0: He needs like 15 to 20 touchdowns, but again, that's 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 doable for him, I think. Um, yeah, happy that you mentioned Stefan Diggs. I think that covers it for for offensive player of the year. Uh, moving on to defensive player of the year, I actually made a bet at nine to one on this guy. He's eight to one at DraftKings. I'm just going to take Miles Garrett. I think the Jim Schwartz hire as defensive coordinator to Cleveland. Pays off either way. Garrett is an absolute monster. He's uh, been PFF's best uh, pass rusher for the past two seasons. Had 16 sacks in each of the last two seasons. Um, and he's just a stud, right? So that's who I have on my uh on my uh account. That's the only bet that I made. I have a couple sleepers I can throw your way, but what are you thinking for this award?
1: uh <sighs> It's a tough one. I don't know that I even really have much of a lean. Um, I don't think Nick Bosa repeats. I don't hate the Garrett look. I worry about TJ Watts health. I think Sauce Gardner's overrated. Um, I, I don't know that I would. T- I mean, I, I he's the favorite, but like Mika Par- Micah Parsons is the deserving favorite. So I, I don't hate a look at him at five to one just because he does so much. But actually it kind of hurts him a little bit that he does so much because it becomes difficult to rack up the stats. If he if he just rushes the passer all year and can get 18 sacks, then maybe, but the problem is he doesn't. And I think that does hurt him a little bit, even though it shouldn't, it makes him a better defensive player. But people like numbers. If I were to go down the board a little bit, it's going to sound homerish and a little crazy as well. But Jalen Phillips for the Dolphins in what could be The saving grace of this team and i just wrote up their preview today and i was reminded about how strong their defensive line could be with and he's got bradley chubb on the other side taking away some attention there they have christian wilkins on the inside and their secondary is bad like this defensive line is going to kind of have to know going in like hey we can't give quarterbacks time in the pocket uh, especially the quarterbacks they're going to be going against so if you want someone down the board jalen phillips at 50 to 1 i i kind of I don't hate the look.
0: No, not at all. He was uh graded 6th among qualifying edge rushers last year by PFF fifth in pass rushing grade.
1: And another one on the exact same line at 50 to 1 like Chase Young can't be this bad at football, right? Like is this like he's he his entire future kind of rests on what he does this year. I I can see a world where he comes out and just absolutely dominates for a commander's team that might be slightly better than people think. So I I think I would probably lean on going like very low unit here and, and trying for one of the guys down the board rather than dumping a bunch into like a five to one on Micah Parsons.
0: Um, you're probably going to know what I'm talking about. I mean, I think you have to, but I'm going to, I'm going to mention chase young a little bit later. Um, in this podcast, a couple of awards from now. um, a couple sleepers that I have Quinn and Williams, who, uh, New York Jets plus, plus 3,000, elite interior pass rusher on an absolutely stacked defense. Um, probably the best defensive player on the Jets, if not, if not, um, Smoke or uh, Sauce Gardner, excuse me. Um, Joey Bosa plus uh, 45 to one, double digit sacks in four of seven years, but rarely healthy if this is the year he plays all 17 games Khalil Mack if just the Chargers stay healthier on defense he could be kind of the um I don't know the breadwinner the, the 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 most like acclaimed guy on that defense Max Crosby just because he's an absolute beast 20 to 1 though don't love the odds fourth highest graded edge rusher on PFF Tied for the most tackles for a loss last year at twenty-two, or excuse me, had the most tackles for a loss last year at twenty-two, twelve and a half sacks. Um, he needs a little help from that that kid Tyree Wilson, um, and then the Raiders can't be epically terrible on defense. But I really like as him just as a uh, as a player. So twenty to one, and I hate those odds. Any sleepers, or you want to move along? No. NFL uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I've already talked about this in various ways, um, but I, I'm going Bryce Young five to one. I like the Panthers to win that division. They're at four to one right now, um, but I, I do think Bryce Young could win the Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Panthers lose that division. Um, I think that's there's a better chance of that happening than than vice versa. Um, I think. I think uh, Jameer Gibbs at uh, ten to one is a sleeper, even though that's not really a a, a chunky payout sleeper. Also, wouldn't hate Jordan Addison seventeen to one because he's going to get a lot of one on one coverage, and the defenses are so terrible in the NFC North. Kirk Cousins is um, puts up a bunch of stats, and then Jalen Hyatt, just because the number one wide receiver position for the New York Giants is wide open, like all of our. All of their receivers suck. So thirty-five to one. I actually bet him at forty-five to one. So he's getting some line, uh, getting some closing line value. Who's uh, your pick for offensive rookie of the year and/or some sleepers?
1: I just don't think there's any chance it's not Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, and I lean Stroud because of the value and also expectations. Um, although I did pick Carolina to win the nfc south and if they do that i think bryce young is virtually a lock but you know houston is just so bad and have been for so long that like a seven or eight win houston team led by stroud could look really good to voters so i would lean towards stroud
0: yeah i like stroud a lot i don't hate it i don't i think i'm going Bryce young for the um all the aforementioned reasons, but
1: I also think it's nuts that Stroud is behind Anthony Richardson.
0: Yeah. I'm Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields confuse me. Cause I think it's obvious their weaknesses and yet the market disagrees. Just because like, of the running.
1: That's all it is. There's a bias towards the, the guys who are gonna stack up the rushing yards which i get but at the same time like the colts are gonna stink richardson's probably gonna stink i don't know i i also think Bijan robinson who i can't i cannot say this enough i love i hate the fit i i think going to atlanta was possibly worst case scenario for him and him at under three to one just does not feel correct at all because i think atlanta is going to stink their offense is extremely slow it's one of the slowest in the league And they don't run a lot of plays, which is going to limit his ability. Plus, Desmond Ritter's going to run. So, I just don't think he is going to have the opportunity to do enough to win an award like that.
0: I agree. I think those – I think Bijan Robinson at plus 275 is one of the worst future odds in in all of the NFL right now. I have no interest in that. I mean, he could get there. I don't don't know. But um, defensive rookie of the year. Oh, my
1: one other that I would throw out there, I would throw out Quentin Johnston, and it mostly is a bet against the health of either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams because if either one of those guys gets hurt, Johnston gets thrust into a massive role in what could be an extreme, which should be an extremely high-powered offense with, as I mentioned, an MVP quarterback. Um, But if Williams and Allen stay relatively healthy, he probably won't get enough opportunities. But, again, that's kind of baked into the number. And of all the receivers out there, like again, I think Addison just gets is going to get overshadowed too much by Jefferson, um, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Same thing, you know, with DK Metcalf. I like Jalen Hyatt. I, I think you're right there because he could emerge as the Giants' number one receiving option, or at least on the outside. So I, I see a, a clearer path for him. I just don't, he's just not as good as Quentin Johnson in, in my estimation. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, Zay Flowers, no shot. I think he's way overrated in this market, again, just given the the structure of that offense. So I would say Stroud with a sprinkle on Johnston would be where I would like.
0: Can you make a similar argument for Zay Flowers um, as you did Quentin Johnson, just in the sense that Odell Beckham's almost never healthy? Ah, uh, Rashad Bateman is that triple? Yeah, but I just, on the their field? offense
1: isn't going to. But their offense doesn't go through Lamar Jackson's arm like the Chargers' offense goes through Justin Herbert's arm. I don't think the offense is going to produce enough passing yardage to have him be put up the numbers that you would
0: need. That's fair, but it would take multiple injuries for Quentin Johnson to be um, Herbert's number one option and. I think there's a world Zay Flowers could be Lamar's I don't know that number one option. he has to be
1: the number one option, though, to win Rookie of the Year. I think, t- again, I, I think sometimes we get bogged down in this. And I've had this conversation with people who play fantasy all the time, which is like, I play with so many casual fantasy players that would rather have like a mediocre number one on a team than like a stud number two. Cause like, oh, that's the first option. It's like, yeah, but I'd rather have T. Higgins than. I don't know, pick the Giants' best wide receiver. Okay, yeah. And I think sometimes we get bogged down in that, and I think Quentin Johnson's talent, A, but B, being the second option in the Chargers passing game is a way more valuable spot for putting up numbers than being the number one option in Baltimore's passing game, is I guess what I'm trying to say.
0: I got a good one for you. Do you take T. Higgins over Terry McLaurin? Yes. Yes. I was surprised Terry McLaurin, I had on my fancy team last year, and yet I was still surprised. He had over 1,000 yards playing with
1: yeah, a that's few more, different
0: quarterbacks.
1: Sure, that's more to do with their quarterback situation and just kind of that being a little bit uncertain at this point.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, what are we, defensive rookie of the year, right? I, uh, yeah, sure. I already, already gave this guy out. I haven't actually made the bet, though, just because – I am staying away from this market, I think. Will Anderson, 4-1. to one, He's the favorite uh, pretty heavily. The next closest guy is Jalen Carter at plus 700. Um, other names that I have on here, Lucas Van Ness, Green Bay Packers, Edge Rusher, plus uh, 1,500. I haven't I've really dug deep into the headlines that I've seen, but I've seen a lot of headlines say he's he's looked great in camp, looked great in preseason. To be honest, I haven't really... Saw much Green Bay Pack. Actually, I haven't seen any Green Bay Packers preseason. But he is on the opposite opposite side. Excuse me, of Rashawn Gary, who is a is an excellent pass rusher. Fails to get sacks from here uh, very often, but but does accumulate a lot of pressures. Um, Will McDonald, the uh, new edge rusher or rookie edge rusher for the for the New York Jets. Same type of thinking as as. Quinn and Williams where it's like it's a loaded defense that gets a lot of sacks and I think he, he looks pretty good. Um, and then Jack Campbell at 14 to one defensive of uh, the uh, linebacker for Detroit. I know linebacker probably not going to win it considering, you know, they're the voters are going to look for like sack numbers or I guess in a cornerbacks uh, situation be, be interceptions. But if Detroit's defense Improves a close to league average, he could get a decent amount of credit. I guess you could look at Aiden Hutchinson for Defensive Player of the Year as well in that same sort of analysis. But, um, Will Anderson's my pick. Houston Texans. Who do you who who are you looking at in this uh, market?
1: I'm taking Tyree Wilson. Um, he was one of my favorite prospects coming out of this draft. He fell a little bit due to uh, injury concerns, which he played. In a preseason game, so I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I think his path to playing time is pretty clear. Chandler Jones is getting old and really fell off last year. He's got Max Crosby on the other side when he eventually does usurp Chandler Jones, which I think he will relatively quickly. I think there's a chance this Raiders defensive line is really solid with Crosby and Wilson. Again, I think Wilson is an absolute incredible talent. Um, and I think the teams that passed on him made a mistake. And... I could absolutely see him bursting onto the scene that, you know, the downside is he, again, he's not going to start right away. Certainly they're going to start with Jones and Crosby. um, But I think he'll get more time and I think he's going to eventually force his way into the lineup. I mean, Jones is, you know, 34 years old, 33 years old at this point, his sack numbers went, I mean, they literally dropped off a cliff uh, last season going from he had 19 in 2019 like a huge year then he was hurt the following year he had 10 and a half, and in his first season with the Raiders he only had four and a half sacks and that in playing in 15 games so again I think his games dropped off and I think Tyree Wilson and I think that's the reason they drafted Tyree Wilson quite frankly um is to replace Chandler Jones so I think the path to playing time is certainly there and I think as far as talent goes and being in a good situation um Tyree Wilson's my guy
0: uh, yeah, I heard some NFL podcasts – I don't remember which one – say that uh, Chandler Jones had an off-season elbow uh, – had an off-season elbow surgery, and he hasn't lifted weights this whole offseason, and it's just, like, rail thin. So, he's he is, uh, aging, past his prime, wrong side of 30, and, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that they clearly drafted Tyree Wilson to replace Chandler Jones – or the bare minimum add depth to that position. Um, Coach of the year. My pick is Matt LaFleur because I do have the uh, Packers winning the NFC North. Um, He had, what, three straight 13-3 and seasons. I think if the Packers can return to the playoffs, if they can win double-digit games in the first year without Aaron Rodgers, um, I think he'll get the credit. He probably should have gotten a couple years ago, but would definitely deserve if that were to pan out. Um, I already made a case for Mike Tomlin when we did our NFC, or AFC and NFC North previews. Just think if Pittsburgh comes out of the AFC North, uh, Mike Tomlin at 20-1 to 1 could be a good look, could get closing line value. I know you kind of think similarly with Kenny Pickett win the NFL MVP. Um, I'm, I'm high on the Texans this year, relatively speaking. I think they could win nine games. So, D'Amico Ryan's plus 2,500. And all, as I said when we did our AFC South look ahead, I, I just have like a weird feeling about D'Amico Ryan's and the, the Texans coaching staff. I think I think he's going to work out. And uh, I do think Denver um, bounces back this season. So, Sean Payton, 9-1. to one. I don't hate him as a pick, uh, but... He is a second favorite behind Dan Campbell, so I don't love the odds. What are you thinking?
1: Kyle Shanahan. I think he deserved it last year. I think he absolutely got hosed. Um, if they get the number one seed in the NFC with Brock Purdy as their starting cornerback, or possibly Sam Darnold at some point, uh, it's time that Shanahan finally gets his due. So I, I'm actually floored how far down the board he is I know coach of the year usually goes to like the coach who takes a team that wasn't expected to be good and makes them good which is why I find it very strange that Dan Campbell is the favorite because everyone expects the Lions to be good I don't think his margin for error is very like he's not winning coach of the year if they win nine or ten games and make the playoffs right like they'd have to win that division handily, and I kind of don't see that happening I think same thing with Sean Payton there's like it's sort of built in there that like oh if he takes denver but i don't believe i i I don't know like the coach of the year odds are the most flabbergasting to me and kyle shanahan at 30 to 1 at what looks like 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 like 17th or 18th down the line like it makes no sense to me
0: yeah yeah you kind of talked me into that one I, i like that one as a sleeper or just I don't know if you want to play. I don't like even know if it's a sleeper. It. Like,
1: I, I kind of think he's going to win it. And I, I just think the I mean you add the value into it and it's crazy, but I like the guys at the top of the board. Again, I explained against Dan Campbell, like Matt Eberflus? Come on. He's not winning Coach of the Year. Robert Sala with, with Aaron Rodgers. Like, what does Robert Sala have to do to win Coach of the Year with Aaron Rodgers? Rogers getting the credit there, right? Mike McDaniel. Possibly, but I don't see Miami being that good. I would say maybe like if I'm wrong about, if I'm wrong about the Jags, Doug Peterson has a chance, which actually brings me to another one, which would be Mike Vrabel at 35 to one. Cause I think the Titans are going to be quite a bit better than expectations. Um, yeah, there's just too much baked into this Chicago team. Like I just the odds on the Chicago players winning awards is 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 mind-boggling to me. Players and coaches, excuse me.
0: Yeah, the whole love for the Chicago Bears kind of over my head.
1: Like um. you gotta look at the path to winning it. And I don't know, Vrabel's path is clear, but some of these guys, like, I just don't even see a path. Lafleur is probably the only one who sort of makes some sense to me
0: um what about what about Tomlin you're just so set that Pickett gets the credit
1: yeah but also like Tomlin never really seems to get the due for it again I, I, weirdly and again the path the path you have to think about the path like people sort of expect Mike Tomlin to have a winning season because he just does every year. So what do they have to do for people to go, wow, that was a great... Again, you also have to remember with a lot of these awards, you're being judged against yourself. And I guess that hurts my Shanahan argument a little bit, because. but they just never seem to give him the award, even though I think he's earned it more than once. Especially, He definitely earned it last year. I think it's insane that he didn't win it last year. So I think there's a little bit of like, we finally have to give Kyle Shanahan credit for what he did. And I think that's also true of Mike Brabel. So I don't know. Tomlin is being judged against Tomlin. If they win nine games, that's not winning him coach of the year. So you'd have to have Pittsburgh be a twelve win team and win that division. I I just find it hard to believe that they're gonna be able to do that. And I don't know. I, I think Pickett MVP at fifty to one is just a much better bet than Tomlin, Coach of the Year at twenty to one.
0: Well, me and you are aligned on the Tennessee Titans coming out of the AFC South. I'm we uh, differ on the Cleveland Browns. I obviously love them. Um, so Stefanski, 25-1 to 1 to run coach of the year. But I crossed both Stefanski and Vrabel out because they already won it. I mean, yeah. Vrabel won it and Titans were a one seed, right, in a year where Patrick Mahomes stayed healthy, Josh Allen stayed healthy. And they beat I think they beat both of those teams actually that year. And it's just like, can he do better? I mean, I, I don't. I, it's really hard to say, you know. Or it's hard. It's hard to think that he could. And Stefanski again. I just think because he already won it. And like to your point, like Shanahan hasn't won it. To, to my point, Tomlin hasn't won it. So I would. I would. Um, I would put those guys ahead of ahead of them, even though they have, you know, a lot. By the way, can I say it, it's possible?
1: It's ridiculous that Mike Tomlin has never won this award. I'm just gonna say that.
0: Yeah. Um, but you do also have to go back and look each year. Like, people said that about Russell Wilson a couple years ago with the MVP. Then if you went back and looked at a season, you're like, yeah, actually he never deserved it. You know, you look at Tomlin, it's like could be the same type of thing, right? Because I think Belichick only has like two of them. It's like, well, that feels wrong also, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, he won the division for like two straight decades, so. I don't know. You're
1: right. I would have to go look at each one, but I'd be willing to bet I could find a year in which Mike Tomlin deserved to win the award.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you could. Uh comeback player of the year, the Damar Hamlin Invitational. He is minus two eighty five to win this award. That's going down. It is. It was, I think, six minus six hundred earlier this yeah, offseason. It
1: was... I actually saw it at, like minus a thousand at one point. Like it was just like he's going to win this award, and then questions started creeping in about whether or not he's going to make the team, and that definitely
0: swayed things. No one will say it. It's bullshit. <laughs> it is. It's bullshit. It. Is. The guy is not even going to be a starter. I, I. It sucks. What happened to him? Obviously, but he's getting back out there. He's going to play again. I think it's. I think. I think it's nonsense that that. He's going to possibly or probably win this award on the, the whole sentimental thing and because they canceled the game because bro, of it.
1: Bro, 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 bro. You're just what? dead wrong about this.
0: Why? This dude is coming back from
1: almost dying. Yeah. On a football field. I don't know about you. My ass ain't getting back on another football field.
0: What is his other employment options? At this point,
1: he has options because he has done really well in the media. I think he could be a motivational speaker. He could write a freaking book.
0: He can't well, be get a motiv- else to write a book. You can't be a motivational speaker. If you, if you don't play another year in the NFL, do you, can you?
1: That's true. He could go on as like talking about, but he could, he's got charities about like defibrillators and shit. And with all these young athletes getting hurt, I mean, uh, suffering like cardiac arrest and stuff like going around the country. He could work for the NFL. the NFL would probably hire him to like go around and be a, a spokesperson for like the importance of, Uh, medical staff being, you know, properly trained and he could do a whole, I mean, he's done a few campaigns with like learning CPR and stuff. Like, could he make the exact same amount of money? Probably not, but I don't think he would live an uncomfortable life if he chose to hang them up and become like sort of an advocate for CPR and defibrillators and young athletes and heart conditions and stuff. I really don't. I think that there's certainly a path to making a comfortable living doing that.
0: You know, f- fucking healthy. No one
1: else on. Well, no one else on this list is coming back from that,
0: though. Like, well, uh, how about John Mechie? He he's coming back from leukemia. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. The, it is a good one. The pushback on him is he actually never even played. So what's he? He's not really yeah, coming back. The right. other, the other name I teased this earlier, but Chase Young. Like, what if he's second or third in sacks at like fifteen? Uh, he hasn't. He's played in twelve games the last two years and was defensive rookie of the year his first season. Like, I don't know if Demar if Demar Hamlin gets a a knee injury and only plays a couple games. Chase Young has a Pro Bowl season. Again,
1: like, look at the mar, the parameters you're already putting in place.
0: What Demar Hamlin getting injured? That's I mean he's not even a starter. That's what I'm saying. So how's he going to get hurt if he's not on the field that much? Well, how does he? Yeah, I, I I was gonna say how does he win it if he's not on the field that much? But I don't know the Just the market saying. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like here's one that has no effing chance: Calvin Ridley, thirty-five to one. Roger Goodell would jump in front of traffic before he gave him this award. There is zero chance he's gonna he's gonna win Comeback Player of the Year after being suspended for for gambling. No, no, there's no way he wins this award. He would need 180 catches to win this award.
1: I still think no, but I mean, Roger Goodell's not voting for it, so
0: I'm sure. Trey Lance, he's and not coming back from anything. No one funny.
1: associated with the with the league is voting for it, so I guess that, you know, fair enough. Kind of important distinction.
0: Fair enough. It's probably going to be DeMar Hamlin, right? I'm not going to trying to yeah this is just like we could rides. talk
1: about this but it's kind of silly like i'm not i just would i would not i'm not certainly not betting damar De- hamlin at you know almost minus but at, at three to one and i just think i don't see anyone on here trey lance is still on here by the way which is still hilarious like he's just all over these boards and it, it's like what do they see like I, I almost, suppose if they bench Dak for Trey Lance at like in like week six and he just leads them on a fucking tear, yes.
0: I, I, I gotta I gotta check out other sports books. Like does does Fanduel have the same type of Trey Lance odds? Right? Does BetMGM like can like, be. Is DraftKings on the Sorry, island DraftKings, here?
1: But like you know, look, even as we gotta we gotta call you out when like we gotta do what we what we gotta say what we see here. This is our call to action. I'm looking right now, by the way, on. uh,
0: I mean, they have no reason. Like if they're taking any action on it, they have no reason to pull the line. Right. Like, hey, I guess that's true. Right. I mean, I just think no one should be betting this. But if people are actually betting it and they're like, hey, all right, cool. You're going to we'll book your action on Trey Lance, Offensive Player of the Year, MVP of 5000. If you want to get you want to get in the mix.
1: Banduel has Trey Lance at 300 to 1 tied with Carson Wentz, who's a free agent.
0: Is this comeback or, or M- NFL? MVP? No, that's uh, MVP. God, DraftKings, talk I to mean, us. Co- what okay. is going on here?
1: Like, comeback player of the year, I could at least somewhat see. Because he wouldn't, like, MVP, impossible. Impossible. Because yeah. he's not going to play until, at the very least, week. Eight. and that's again in a very specific situation where things just totally went awry for the cowboys and i could somehow see that if he played eight games and they were good and dallas like sneaked into the playoffs when yeah. things were looking bad you're still not winning mvp though not playing eight or nine games
0: yeah like he Come comes back in of the
1: year it's like all right hamlin suffers his knee injury that you're talking about or doesn't play at all or or, or just quits it's like hey man this I'm just. I can't play football. Like I, I'm. You know. I'm not. It's I in my head. It. Yeah. In my head, like I can't do it. And Lance plays eight game. Like maybe, maybe, maybe I could see comeback player of the year. There's a world in where there. It's very minute, but there is a small parallel universe where Trey Lance wins NFL comeback player of the year. There is no universe where Trey Lance wins NFL MVP.
0: None doesn't exist. Yeah. Trey Lance plays his way into the second. Uh quarterback in the Cowboys depth chart. Cowboys are three and five. Dak Prescott gets a season-ending injury. They finish seven and one, sneak into the playoffs. He looks like a franchise quarterback. That's your your path to Trey Lance winning comeback player. Because him
1: winning MVP would essentially require a situation where Prescott and Cooper Rush get hurt in week one. Trey Lance comes in as the emergency quarterback, leads them on a game-winning drive, and then the Cowboys go like 12 and five with Trey Lance as their starter.
0: Yeah. I I guess that could theoretically happen.
1: It's not going to happen,
0: though. I think Stafford plus 4,000 isn't an outrageous look either. I do kind of like Chase Young. I'm going to look at some other books and see if I can find a fatter number and just do a little sprinkle on that one. But whatever. Let's go to the uh, the playoff team, shall we? We'll start in the NFC. I have the... Green Bay Packers win in the North. They're four to one to win the North. I got the Panthers five to one to win the South. The Giants nine to one to win the East. The Rams ten to one to win the West. And then my three wild card teams are Eagles, which to make the playoffs are minus five hundred. No one's betting that. 49ers playoffs to make the playoffs minus four fifty. Again, no one's betting that one. Neither are they nor are they betting the uh Dallas Cowboys, my third wildcard team who are yes to make the playoffs minus two thirty. So I do have the Packers replacing the Vikings, the Panthers replacing the uh Bucks, and the Rams replacing the Seahawks. That's my teams in, teams out. Do you have your NFL or NFC uh playoff teams queued up?
1: Um Yes. But I'm I'm still even as we do this like really battling with the AFC because so there are there are going to be at minimum one but perhaps two good teams left out in the AFC and I'm still just battling with who they are. I think I think the Bills, Chiefs, Chargers Bengals and Titans are locks because I like the Titans to win the division. I think the Jags are massively overrated. I think the Bengals are going to win the North. I think the Chargers are actually going to win the West, but either way, the Chiefs aren't missing the playoffs. So there's two coming out of that uh, division either way. I don't have the Jets as a lock, but I, I feel confident that the Jets are going to make the playoffs. And then it comes down for me for my last playoff team between the Steelers, Ravens, and Dolphins, and I think it's the Steelers. I do. I think the Steelers replace the Ravens. I think the Jets replace the Dolphins, and the Titans win the division this year and knock Jacksonville out. But that's not even a major knock on the Jags, the Ravens, or the Dolphins, who I think are all pretty good teams that would make the playoffs in the NFC, perhaps quite comfortably. But it's just the nature of the the AFC conference and I think the Dolphins are getting quite a bit too much love They're I was doing I'm doing their preview actually just posted on outkick.com go check it out but like they're over under on wins is nine and a half like the Dolphins is a 10 win team playing in the AFC East with Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungavailoa as their quarterback coach combo I, I look I'm a Dolphins fan a lifelong Dolphins fan but I think they're getting way too much love so they're an out out this year in last year, team for me again. I have the Chargers and Chiefs as a lock, and I think the Steelers squeak in over the Ravens.
0: Okay, okay. so That's you went AFC AFC. Instead, of, instead of NFC. Oh, did you? I did NFC and then I had 13. Oh, I thought you. you did both. I don't know. I wasn't
1: listening because I was trying to like. Yeah, Cause I've been battling with this literally all day, like what I'm going to do in the AFC. So I had to get it out. Like I just needed to talk about it.
0: Yeah. You're finishing your homework before homeroom. I got you.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I'll just do my NFC and then you can do your yeah. NFC. So
1: for the NFC, all right. I think the Eagles are going to repeat in the East. I think the 49ers are going to repeat in the West. I think the Vikings are going to repeat in the North. The Panthers are the team I have winning the South, uh, replacing the Buccaneers We did these in other podcasts, so I don't think I need to go too in-depth on these. And then it comes to the wild card, um, where I struggled a bit too, but for the opposite reason is the AFC. I'm like, which team is going to come out in this conference? And I I actually have – I think I've flipped my thought on the Cowboys, and I'm going to put the Giants in over the Cowboys and say the Cowboys actually don't make the playoffs. I think the Cowboys are one of the teams that are going to be out this year that were in last year. I think the Lions do sneak in. I will give the Lions the benefit of the doubt and say that they sneak into the playoffs. I think you might be right about the Rams. So I'm going to put the Rams in. So Eagles, Giants, 49ers, Rams, Vikings, Lions, Bucks. I'm I'm sorry. I was looking at last year's and Panthers.
0: Excuse me. Okay. So so Cowboys from last year
1: out, Seahawks from last year out, Lions in, Rams in.
0: Okay, yeah. I went again. I want Packers, Panthers, Giants, Rams to win the divisions. Eagles, Niners, Cowboys to make the wild card. My AFC teams. I went with the Cleveland Browns, uh, four to one to win the North. Titans three and a half to one to win the South.
1: Insane that you have the Browns winning the AFC North. They're easily the fourth best team
0: in that division. We'll see. We'll see, baby. <laughs> uh, the New York Jets I got plus two seventy to win the AFC East. Uh, going chalk with the Chiefs, minus one sixty five to win the West. Got the Bills as the first wild card team. Bengals as the second wild card team, and. Uh, the Broncos is the third wild card team, so because I have the Ravens missing, it's kind of crazy actually. Now that I, think I need about you
1: to actually go through those again slower because I feel like I just had a stroke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Browns, Titans, Jets, Chiefs are the division winners. The wild cards: Bills, Bengals, Broncos. And as I say, the Broncos is the second time I feel worse about it.
1: So no Chargers.
0: No Chargers.
1: No Ravens.
0: No Ravens. The Ravens kind of pissed me off. Everyone just okay. assumes Todd Munkin is going to make that 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 offense more potent. And they like say that pretty much Greg Roman held Lamar Jackson back when I look at it as like, well, Greg Roman built a winning productive offense around what Lamar Jackson does really well. Like everyone praises the Chargers' argument. Uh, I've been scarred by the Chargers over the years. Well, I've seen Charger friends and uh, Charger fan friends could be burned by them, and, and just the sport, the, the betting market. You know, I'm also not a Brandon Staley guy, and no one is. I'm the only one. Yeah,
1: I'm on an island.
0: Justin Herbert. I mean, he puts up the numbers, but he kind of gives me like. Tony Romo vibes where he's just going to not do enough to win late in the game. But I'm not like actively fading the chargers. Like I'm not going into week one betting against them or anything like that. And I'll, I'll, I have the door open for them putting it together. Like I, there's just so much talent on that team. And I do think like Brandon Staley's gotten a little bit better as a defensive coach. Um, at least towards the end of last year, like what they did against the Dolphins was pretty sick. So I could see them being good this year, but like, I don't know. I'm just giving my picks right now, and this is what I I landed on. Okay. I got the Browns beating the Giants in the uh, Super Bowl. Browns are... Get the F out of here. They got the Browns. Browns are 21 to win the... You're joking, right? No. No. Uh, Come on, bro. I bet it already. $25 $25 to win 7000 <laughs> What are we doing? What? You're the guy who calls himself our NFL gambling expert. Okay, great. Dude, I always go bold with my Super Bowl picks. It happens every year. That's why I usually don't win. I got the Rams in 2021, but, you know. There's I'm, a decent chance both your Super Bowl
1: teams miss the playoffs. You understand that, right?
0: I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm very aware of that, yeah. That bet could be dead before it even has a chance. Could be. I do think Dable is going to have Sean McVeigh, Jim Harbaugh, like second season. I I think the Giants are going to be a contender. I mean, I was about to like caveat that with uh, they got to stay healthy, but I mean, that's pretty much every team, right? Of course, we got to stay healthy. Um, And same, you know, I've just. I'm buying all the stock people are selling, the Deshaun Watson stock people are selling. And I do think Jim Schwartz turns out defense into an above average defense, anywhere from really anywhere from like seven to 12. And like Kevin Stefanski's had a top 10 offense on average all of his years in Cleveland. And he's pretty much always had backup quarterbacks there. So, I mean, if Deshaun Watson's really ca- cooked, then this bet's screwed if the the giants just got dumb lucky and i don't know how many games last year then yeah this bet is screwed but whatever i took 250 to 1 for these two teams to meet in the super bowl it should be a million to 1 i'm also i'm also <laughs> I, I also kind of like the jets at 16 to 1 to win the super bowl I like that number. I think I'm going to place a bet on that at the Circa when I'm there next week for uh, NFL opening night. I don't know. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? You can't you can't add a hot take me. So I'm not going to. I mean, my Super Bowl matchup is, is Vikings Chargers. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh, my God. You just grilled me, and you're coming with the Vikings Chargers? Like, Cursed versus more cursed? Yep. Wow. I mean, both. We both went bold on the Outkick Bets podcast, and I do not hate it at all. I'm not going to treat you with the same disrespect that you just treated me for your— I think your picks are as outlandish as mine. I mean, both your teams made the playoffs last year, I guess— you could I mean it's a pro or con depending, I don't know
1: I mean both your teams won less than 10 games last year both my teams won 10 games last year one of them won 13 games
0: yeah but one of the teams that I picked beat the team that won your team that won 13 games in their home building yeah it's bad luck I guess so yeah I think what's <laughs> what was worse luck is the fact that the Giants had a practice squad wide receiver as their number one wide receiver um
1: yeah, I mean I I picked Vikings Chargers as as the Super Bowl matchup. Um as like that's kind of my like outlandish one. My like more realistic version. I I'm actually having trouble coming off of my picks last year. Um I had 49ers Bengals meeting in the Super Bowl and they both made their respective championship game that bet was alive until the second the penultimate week of the season um, I think that's certainly in the cards
0: I don't know I'm I'm I had I had Bill Saints the Bills winning it
1: I like I'm looking at the Bills like they're they're a possibility for me as well but like I think they got worse And they haven't been able to get over the hump thus far. So it's like, I don't know how, like I don't think you can get worse in the AFC and and get through.
0: I think they got better because their defense will be healthier.
1: I mean, yeah, again, if we're talking, I don't know, man. I I don't, this is stupid. It's dumb to try. Like I put bets on like who's going to win the Super Bowl right now because for fun. And if it happens to come true or almost come true, I was pretty excited about my Bengals 49ers pick. Uh, Coming through last year I guess if you gun to my head Like pick the Super Bowl matchup Gun to my head I would go I would go Bills 49ers this year
0: That would be my gun to my head pick Um, I don't know I think golf betting is kind of like warp my brain on how to look at these futures because like like every week in the golf season i have a 50 to or 40 to 1 sweat and now i'm like we're arguing about like you think it's crazy that the browns could win at 35 to 1 but like if i'd be like sam burns this week at 35 (laughs) to 1 you'd be like hey maybe you know (laughs) what i mean that's true you know this guy hasn't hit a fairway in two weeks but he can put his ass off and it's like yeah all right cool
1: I think the difference is what we always talk about, though. It's variance, and golf tournaments are highly variable week to week, and it's only four rounds of golf as -hmm. opposed to an entire season plus playoffs. You're talking about 20 games. Like, over the course of 20 games, over the course of six months, the cream is more likely to rise to the top, I guess would be my my counter, but I I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I'm just – I'm just kind of giving you my, my explanation behind, like, not really lining up at the window to bet, like, NFL futures.
1: No, I don't. I'm not—like I said, I threw a fun bet on Vikings Chargers, and it's going to be hilarious if that's the matchup.
0: Essentially, what I'm looking to do at the Circa is bet a bunch of futures that will pay for my Circa Millions entry the next year, which is, like, a—it's a 1000 a plus a proxy, which is, like, $300, so— like I bet $50 on the Browns to win the Super Bowl. Or if I bet $100 on the Rams to win the, the the NFC West, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like just tiny little bets on outlandish futures. And if any one of them get there, then I can kind of cover most of my... I love that my... your tiny little bet is $50 or $100. <laughs> That's not a tiny little bet
1: on a 35 to 1. It's a tiny little bet if it's like, hey, I'm... I mean not even. I still even putting 100 bucks on like one game at minus 110 is not a tiny little bet for most people.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Most people aren't we know in their 30s who, who are single two and without, $3. without property. That's we know true. people who bet 2, 3, 10 dollars on stuff and are like screaming at the television. <laughs> Which is insane. By the way. Yeah. Um well, hey, we at least have college football back this weekend, but I know both of us are pretty happy baby pretty happy that football is back and yeah like you said eight days so that wraps up our nfl 2023 preview series next week we'll be back here around this time wednesday september 6th to break down week one of the nfl slate i can't Can't wait, wait buddy all right until next time peace